Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Diecast Movie Review Podcast. My name is Michaela Turek, and I'm here with my dad, Steve, and my brother, Ben. And this episode, we have a lovely newer Disney movie for you guys today, Onward. And as this was my pick when I rolled and I got... Um, fantasy. Fantasy. Yep. Thank you, Dad. Um, when I rolled and I got fantasy, I decided to pick this movie, um, which we ended up watching as a family uh, one weekend last month on disney plus yes and we watched it on disney plus okay so here is the synopsis for the movie teenage elf brothers ian and barley embark on a magical quest to spend one more day with their late father like any good adventure their journey is filled with cryptic maps impossible obstacles and unimaginable discoveries but when dear mom finds her son's missing, she teams up with the legendary Manticore to bring her beloved boys back home. And now we're going to play the trailer for the movie for you. In times of old, the world was full of wonder and magic. But times change. Morning, Mom. Hey, birthday boy. By the laws of yore, I must dub thee a man today. Kneel before me. That's okay. I have a gift from your dad. He just said to give you this when you were both over 16. <gasps> no way! It's a wizard staff. Dad was a wizard. What? Your dad was an accountant. This spell brings him back. For one whole day, Dad will be back. What? Back? Like, back to life? That's not possible. It is with this. I'm gonna meet Dad. Whoa, feet! It's getting harder to hold! Ah, he's just legs! I definitely remember Dad having a top part. Oh, what did I do? Hi. We only have 24 hours to bring the rest of him back. Until then, ta-da! Oh, that's great. Dad, you look just like I remember. You got a problem, Shane? have a full tank. No, that doesn't work. Growth spell! We grow the can, and then the gas inside will grow with it. Oh. Elbows up. I'm trying to focus here. Focus. Focus. Holy, oh, it. it worked! The can is huge! And the van is huge! And you're... Oh, no. And so we hope you all enjoyed that audio clip of the trailer. So do we want to move in to... Well, first, Lake? let's give everybody an update on how we're doing. Oh, uh, that's what it is. Okay, why don't you go first, Ben? I mowed grass today, so I'm having a bad allergy day because I'm allergic to grass. So I kind of feel like crap right now. So sorry if my voice is bad or I'm low energy today. Uh, 
Yeah, that's about it for me. And how are you, Dad? I'm doing better than you, Ben. You're always doing better than me, Dad. No, I'm not always doing better than you, but I'm doing better right now. How about you, Michaela? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I made dinner tonight, which was nice. It was nice to make it. Some people liked it. Other people had leftovers. But at least everybody tried it. And that's what counts. Spent a lot of time with the doggy. I did. I did. Um, my mom uh, and I will walk up and down our driveway. And um, we'll take Milo with us. So that way we all get some exercise. And he likes it because he gets to walk up and down and see all the animals out in the field and everything. Okay. Does anybody else have anything else they want to add um, about how they've been doing before we move on? Let's talk about this wonderful movie, Onwards. Let's go onward with the episode. Okay, Dad. So why don't you start? What were some of your likes from the movie? Well, some of my likes in the movie, um, we'll start with the voice cast. We had Tom Holland and um, Chris Pratt. Pratt. About to say Platt for some reason, but Chris Pratt playing the two brothers. And um, Chris Pratt was the older brother. Tom Holland was playing the younger brother, um, Ian. And uh, both of them were able to show that chemistry in their voice work that they actually were um, siblings that have gone through stuff. Barley plays um, the sibling that a lot it has great ideas that don't always play out well. Um, it could be a little reckless in some ways. And Ian is the one who's more straight laced and um, and, pl- and not really talking too much more quiet, which reminded me of my two sons, Ben and Patrick. Ben being more like Barley and Patrick being more like Ian. So when I was watching it, it was kind of interesting to see um, the two of their personalities would be fitting in that movie. It was kind of it was kind of interesting in that aspect. So I think that's one of the things I liked. Yeah, I agree. Um, the dynamic between the two brothers was rather interesting, and I also found it similar to my two younger brothers. Because I'm pretty sure if they were put in this situation, a lot of the same things would occur. Now, does Ben okay. think that he saw himself in this movie or not? Let's find out. Okay, no, I definitely thought I have better ideas than Barley. Um... <laughs> Yeah. I would not have done a lot of things that Barley did. For like one thing what? For one thing, my car runs and works perfectly fine. Barely. It is perfectly fine. Also, I don't name my vehicles or give them custom paint jobs. Well, yeah, These are you three can't key paint. differences between me and Barley. Not really. Yes. Yes, really. Also, Patrick has friends. Yeah. We're not saying he didn't have friends. What we're saying is that you're the more reckless of the two, and he's the more likely to not take chances of the two of you. I said, you know, would Ben see the same thing that we saw? And obviously he does not. But, Ben, what is something else that you liked about the movie? 
I like the how they used a lot of the mythical creatures because I don't think you would typically think of some of these mythical creatures in the ways that they're used in the film. It kind of went against the stereotypes. Uh, for instance, this won't really spoil anything, but they were like unicorns and they were kind of like the wild animals that run around the neighborhood eating people's trash. And like, I don't think that's how anybody thinks of unicorns usually, but it was a, it was a cool use of them in this film. What I was wondering, it, it's kind of mentioned fairly in the trailer, but it's shown very early in the film in that they're all in a world of magic, but as technology started to develop, the magical creatures stopped using their magic and then eventually lost the ability to use it or um, how to use it probably is the better way of saying it. And mm-hmm. so they, so their lives are very similar to ours, except they're mythical, magical creatures from the past now in a world similar to our own. And I think it's interesting to like from the beginning of the movie to see the transition into their more suburban ish lifestyle that they have now. Whereas they still have like these magical looking mushroom houses, but inside it just looks like that's a normal living room. They have a TV, they have reclining chairs, they have a refrigerator. So it's like, it's just a different way of looking at it. And it's very interesting. At least to me. And, and, and to tie on to that, it's one of the other things I liked was the artwork and um, the world building that they did in the movie. It was it was excellent that way, how they tied everything together. So I thought that was very well done. It would almost make you want to, you know, I, I like reading comic books. It almost makes you wish there was a comic book series or a book or, or an animated, not animated, but a graphic novel version of the movie that you can just follow along and enjoy the artwork. It'd be nice to get the stills. Do you have any other uh, likes that you want to add on to, Ben? Um, I like the soundtrack. I thought a lot of the songs were pretty cool. Um, in particular, when they were riding around in Barley's van. Uh, Guinevere. Guinevere, yeah. When they were riding around in Guinevere, and he would just be blasting music <laughs> or playing music the whole time to kind of make their journey go faster and make the whole scene move better. I do like Guinevere. Guinevere had a Pegasus artwork on the side of the van, and it was it was, it was just it, it was almost like a character of on its own in the movie. Also, continuing on with the voice acting, um, Julia Louise Dreyfus plays Laura Lightfoot, who's the mom of Barley and Ian, and, and she did a, a really good job. And she had a um, being a single parent for most of the time with the, the raising the children because the father obviously is no longer there, which is the whole premise of the movie, which you heard in the trailer, that they get to spend another 24 hours with their dad, um, so to speak. And um, But she's very protective of them, especially Ian. And um, she goes on looking for him when they go off on their journey. And, of course, she ends up partnering with Octavia Spencer's character, the Manticore. Also known as Corey. And she definitely steals the scenes that she's in. I mean, she definitely brings a lot of good comic relief to it. And it's, it's very enjoyable as she gets back to her roots, so to speak. 
I have to say, Corey is probably one of my favorite characters to see, um, especially the transition that she goes through from the first time you meet her in the movie till the end of the movie, and to see the, um, I guess, growth or character development that she goes through, and I think it's really cool. Did you have a favorite character, Ben? Uh, no, I didn't really have a favorite character. Um, I will say probably the one that I enjoyed the most on screen was the pet dragon in the Lightfoot house. That was that was probably my favorite character. I their name escapes me, but oh, it was uh, I think it was Lazy. I want to say, uh, it, that that was probably my favorite character. Just because of the funny things that they did around the house. I'm, I'm noticing a trend with you, Ben, where you, you seem to gravitate toward whatever the pet is in the movie. You like what you like. I'm, I'm not saying there's a negative. I'm just saying it's, it's, I'm noticing a tendency. <laughs> yeah. Mikhail, anything else that you liked? I think most of what I liked we've already touched on or brought up. Um, I don't know. I can't really think of anything else at the moment. Um, there's two other things I want to bring up. One is, if you're a Dungeons & Dragons fan, you're going to like this movie, because it definitely is Dungeons & Dra- Dragons-centric. Yep. And um, Because it, it, Barley's character is a huge fan of their version of the game. The quests of yore. Yes. And how it's based off... Um, the, um, the re- their history. Their history with some modifications. And um, also... This is a Pixar movie, and um, as always, pay attention for when John Ratzenberger's in it, because he's in every Pixar film, and he plays a Cyclops construction worker named Fenwick. So if you're looking for your John Ratzenberger cameo for all those Pixar movies, he's, he's the only actor, actress, I think only person who's in every single one of them in either a big role or a small role, but he's always in every Pixar movie. He's like considered their good luck charm. Do you have any other likes you want to add, Ben? No, I think I'm ready to move on to the dislikes. Okay, well then we'll start with you for dislikes. I would say my main dislike is the predictability of the movie. It does follow along like a typical movie that would have two brothers in it where they're not necessarily the closest brothers in the beginning. And they have their issues throughout the movie. But by the end, they generally end up closer. It's kind of like just a a typical movie trope. And watching it, having watched other movies similar to it, you kind of know where things are going to fall, like where plot twists will hit. And it, I know it is targeted more towards kids, so it, it wasn't bad thing it was just for me it was predictable uh, that was my main dislike yeah i can see what you're saying it's like the classic buddy picture where you got the two opposites on a road trip having to work together in case this case they're brothers but it's been done uh, in movies for forever and yes so yeah you're right it's not it's not exploring new ground though i will say while it is it does take in that buddy movie trope I still enjoyed it, and even though there were certain things that I would like, knew like you know, oh, this is gonna happen, and then this is gonna happen, and then then 
these other things will happen later on. I still enjoyed how they did those things because within this fantasy where they used to have all this magic turned suburban world, they were able to do different spins on it and compared to just a normal human-centric movie. Oh, I guess one other thing is like they set up everything they do earlier in the film and it all comes back. Like, it's not even just big things. Everything comes back. Even if it doesn't seem like it's important at the time. I happen to like that in a movie. Yeah, it, it's like they call it like Chekhov's gun. In this case, mm-hmm. it's Chekhov's fill in whatever. We're not going to spoil what, what what is relevant. but um, You'll know it when you see it. I mean, it is humorous how they do some of the things. And then you're like, oh, wait, I saw that back in, like, scene seven. And then it's like, oh, they used it. One thing I'll, I'll tie on with Michaela <laughs> and Adam, yes, I enjoyed this movie also. And I think when you're doing a family film and having taken children to family films, it's nice that when it, it, can, it can work for both audiences, the, the grown-up and the youngster that are going. I think this film toes the line and does a good job with that. Um, not just because, like with, like I said earlier with Ben and Patrick, but I have two older brothers. and One's eight years older, one's four years older. And um, it's like when you have them at that age of a difference, it's like you have another parent that's raising you and that kind of stuff. So it's, it's um, they've done studies on that. Like I think it's like a six-year difference or something like that. It's like that, that sibling is, is considered another parent along those lines. And this movie ties in with that relationship part that children probably wouldn't pick up on, but grown-ups would. Did you have any dislikes, Dad? I'm trying to think if there's anything I really did not like about the film. I mean, it, it moves at a brisk pace. It keeps fit. It, it is like Ben said, it establishes what it's going to be early on. Um, it moves through, does the buddy action part, the road trip. It has um, interesting aspects where they, the brothers learn and bond and things like that to get closer together. It has things that, as you expect, that'll happen that'll pull them apart. I mean, yes, there, there are different things that are in there, but overall, I, I really don't have anything in there for this type of film that I could say, oh, they could have did this better and that better, because then it would change it more from a family film maybe to an, um, a teenager adult film or only in a, an adult. So trying to be all ages, it's a little, it's a little tough to be a little bit of a, for everybody to follow along. So, I mean, for a, a four year old to a hundred year old to be able to, I think would enjoy this film. So I think, and so in that aspect, by trying to be a little bit for everybody, you could say it could improve here or there, as Ben was saying, uh, to make it more, engaging for an older audience. But I think it, considering what it's supposed to be, I think it did a nice job. I agree. And I understand like what Ben was saying, where it it was a little bit predictable for someone who's seen multiple movies like this one before. Um, But as I said earlier, I did still enjoy it. I enjoyed how they went about um, showing us those um, tropes or stuff from the buddy movie. And um, I enjoyed how it all played out in the end. 
So, do we have any other... You know, we're supposed to be doing dislikes, right? Yeah, I know. All I hear you guys saying is, I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed that. Those are not dislikes. I don't I don't really have any dislikes. I thought, I thought I made that clear that there wasn't really... Yeah. I mean, I mean, then you should have said more in the likes. Well, we I, said... We said a lot of likes, like, Ben. I mean, I will know. I do know one thing that I thought all. I think all of us thought was a dislike, not necessarily of the film, but one of us had read online that there was an end credit scene about Dungeons and Dragons. So we watched all the credits. We do that sometimes, but not usually. I and watch all the credits. We watch all the way through, and then at the end, there's this one credit. It's not a cut scene <laughs> or a scene of any kind. It's just. A thank you to Dungeons and Dragons, like written out, and that was perhaps <laughs> one of, as a family, the most disappointing moments. Yeah, what I'll do is, and Ben's referring to it when when we get to an end of a movie, so particularly a movie from Disney slash Marvel or whatever, I'll search: is there an end credit scene? So we'll know if there's one to expect. And it said yes, there is an end credit scene. And I didn't read the details because I didn't want to, you know spoil what I'm going to see. So it goes on and on and on. Eventually we get to the end. I'm thinking, did we miss it? And then Patrick, my youngest son goes, you think it was that thank you for Dungeons and Dragons? I was like, Oh no, it couldn't have been that. And I go and read it. And then actually that that's all it was. So really there is like Mikhail likes to read all the things that are on there because of her background and stuff like that. She likes to see if there's people she actually might know from movie to movie and follow. I don't know what she, why she watches every, all the way through to the end credit. But, you know, even if there is no end credit scene. I think it's interesting. All those people worked very hard and they deserve to be acknowledged. And they deserve at least one person to watch the credits so that way their name is seen by at least one person. Well, they got five of us. Did you read every name that was up? Sometimes they're putting like 50 I names up there. Them. You skimmed them. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. My daughter is the reader of the names. She might not read them out loud, but she oh, no. reads yeah. the names. Don't read them out loud. <laughs> but no, to answer your question, Ben, I mean, it's just a, there wasn't really anything glaring weakness. I mean, the pacing was fine for me. The uh, humor was 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 well was good i liked how the um fairies pixies pixies Pixies. were motorcycle gang you know type thing and how they ended up doing that approach and i thought that was you know kind of a novel way of handling it uh i liked the manicore like we said earlier Corey, uh how she reestablished her roots and, and was going on with the different things i mean a lot of things were uh established and moved onward and it, it's, it's basically, when you get down to it, like you said, it's a coming-of-age tale for a, a youngster to develop in a relationship with his brother, and they go on a road trip. Yeah. It's, 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 the movie is exactly what I expected it to be. It was, not, uh, it, was not wor- it was not below my expectations. It was not above my expectations. It met my expectations. Is it a classic Disney Pixar film? I would think no, but it's an enjoyable film. And I think what sadly could happen, I think Ben brought this up, is it could be one of those ones that you don't remember as well 
as like you would with Toy Story and those kind of things, which hit you in a lot of different ways. And so it might not be as memorable for down the road, like I said, classic status, but I think, you know, it's, it's an enjoyable film. It's probably going to be one of those movies where there's the few people who it's like one of their favorite movies that they always watch and go to. Um, whereas for the majority of people or Disney fans, it's one that they're like, oh, I've seen it. And they might not watch it again for like five years or remember that it exists. Kind of like Meet the Robinsons. I love Meet the Robinsons. I love Meet the Robinsons too, but not a lot of people remember that it exists. I will say I liked Meet the Robinsons more than Onward. Okay, Ben. Um, so is there any other... Well, I guess, Ben, are there any other dislikes you want to bring up? Because Dad and I, as you said before, don't really have many. Or if, if any. Um... Not really. Okay. One thing I want to bring up, and um, as most people know, this movie came out just before everything started to get shut down for the pandemic that's going on. And I think that hurt it a lot in the box office. Um, so a lot of people didn't get a chance to see it in the big screen. We didn't get a chance to see it on the big screen. We ended up seeing it like on our TV. And uh, I think that's sad. But on the good, on the plus side, if you do have Disney Plus, like I said earlier, you can watch it. You can watch it now and enjoy it and watch it as many times as you want. And so I'm glad Disney did put it out on Disney Plus for those of us that subscribe to it so we can actually, you know, get the chance to enjoy this film instead of waiting for it to go on DVD and eventually to streaming and all the other stuff. Well, first, we'd have, if when it comes out on DVD, we'd have to wait for the pandemic to be over so then we could buy it. Amazon. Oh, yeah. That's fair. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm thinking. They could have waited to get the money that way, but instead they're trying to help, you know, support those of us that are supporting them with their Disney Plus streaming. So, thank you, Disney. Yeah. Okay. okay. Do we want to move on to if we recommend this movie? Let's do it. Okay. I'll go first. Um, since this was my pick, I obviously, you know, Recommended. I mean, we hadn't watched it yet. That's part of the reason why I picked it, because I thought it would be nice, because it was a movie that none of us had seen before, so we'd all have, like, this would be our first experience with it. Um, so we wouldn't have had any past remembrances of it. Um, I would recommend this movie. I thought it was very enjoyable, and it was a nice, lighthearted, uh, fun family movie. And during these times where it's everybody's kind of stuck at home and you might not be able to see your family or your extended family uh this is a nice movie to help cheer you up and uh give you some good laughs what about you ben would you recommend this movie um yeah i guess so if you're looking for like a family friendly movie i'd recommend it uh I wouldn't recommend it if you're looking for something that's, like, out of the box, that you hadn't seen something like it before. Yeah. I, 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 I would give it a, medi a medium recommend. 
And how about you, Dad? Well, like I said earlier, I, I do recommend this film. I mean, it's a, it's a good family film. It's one that you can enjoy with your children um, and not have any issues or problems with it, like as a typical Disney film or slash Pixar film would have no issues along those lines. And it's um, so it was enjoyable. Uh, as to whether Ben said, like Ben said, would I watch it if I was by myself? I probably would have just because I'm, I'm a Dungeon and Dragons nerd from back when I was a child. So it would be interesting for me to see some of these creatures brought to life in an animated form um, and that kind of thing. So it's, uh, and I would have been happy to have seen it, like I said, because of the different uh, things that we, I talked about earlier that grownups would pick up on the children, young children especially wouldn't. So yes, I give it a, a recommend. Again, it's it's a solid, it's a good film. It's not a classic Dixar, a Dixar. Pixar. <laughs> you put Disney and Pixar together, you get yeah, it's totally different. <laughs> Disney Pixar film. Yeah. Okay. Um, did we want to share the social media thingies? As usual, um, feel free to follow us on Facebook. We're at Diecast Movie Review. So you can look us up there. You can follow or like us, and that way when we have new episodes drop, they'll and to give you the notification on Facebook. You can also um, email us or send us a voicemail at diecastmoverviewpodcast at gmail.com. That's diecastmoverviewpodcast at gmail.com. And Ben, did you want to mention the Instagram? That yeah, you can also follow us and send us DMs on Instagram at diecastmoviereviews. I am in the process of adding in more of the episodes as posts onto our uh instagram page i kind of fell behind thanks everybody for joining us for this episode where we discuss the movie onward now we're going to get into the die roll to see which movie we're going to pick next hey time out a minute guys this is scott from the disney indiana podcast and you've now covered two disney movies on your show and not had me on i'm getting a little upset with that well would you like to join us for our next episode scott will it be a disney movie it can be whatever movie you want to pick based on the roll of the die. Oh, okay, as long as it's a Disney movie. Well, it all depends what the die rolls and what the genre is and what you pick. I mean, Disney seems to have a monopoly on almost everything. As long as it's not foreign movies. Well, let's see. I need you to pick um, a number one or a number two. I will go with number one. All right. And here we go. And unfortunately, Scott, it landed on foreign. Foreign? Oh, no. Ah, I can't think of a good Disney movie for foreign. How about the good, the bad, and the weird? Wait a minute. Are you talking about the three of us? Well, that fits, too. But I'm actually talking about the uh, 2006 South Korean film, The Good, the Bad, and the Weird. How about some Western? Sounds good to me. What about you, Ben? I like it. I like it a lot. I'm a little worried because I don't know a, a Korean Western. South oh. Korean. South Korean. Okay. Our last South Korean film worked out pretty well. You were unsure about that one, too, Dad. That's true. Wuchi the Demon Slayer. I was very unsure about it. You've seen this movie, right, Scott? The Good, the Bad, and the Weird? Yes. I have seen it. It's a great kimchi western. Oh, you had me at kimchi. Okay, I'm good then. (laughs) 
Okay. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode and join us next week to with Scott for the good, the bad, and the weird.